and welcome to Kernel of Truth, a podcast about networking infrastructure. I'm Rupa. And I'm Rama. On today's episode, we'll be talking to Andre Payant about AV simulation systems and the infrastructure around it. Andre, thanks for joining us on this episode. Thanks, Rama. Pleasure to be here. Andre, to start off, maybe we can start really, really simple. You know, um, AV simulation and the infrastructure around it can be a complex topic very quickly. Can you just tell us the relationship between autonomous vehicles and autonomous vehicle simulation? And for you listeners out there, AV stands for autonomous vehicles. Sure, sure, Rama. Good question. So uh, autonomous vehicles uh, use, you know, powerful embedded computers with uh, an array of sensors around it to perceive uh, the world, you know, the whole environment and and uh, uh, process that data uh, to eventually control the vehicle, often with the use of uh, artificial intelligence. Um, on the other hand, auto ve- uh, autonomous vehicle simulation is, is essentially a software and an infrastructure which replaces the, the vehicle and the surrounding environment with a simulated version such that um, uh, AI models can be trained and validated uh, through you know, hundreds or thousands of scenarios. One good example of this is, is NVIDIA's uh, Drive Constellation simulation uh, uh, environment. So it's a data center solution, which uh, today comprises of two side-by-side servers. So the first server is the Drive uh, Constellation simulator, uh, which uses NVIDIA GPUs and drives some software to, to generate uh, essentially the output uh, um, uh, of, of the world environment, such as uh, camera sensors and radar sensors, LiDAR sensors. Um, and in the other server, there's uh, a Drive AGX Pegasus uh, car computer, the same computer as we would use in a, in a vehicle, which you know runs the AV stack and processes all of this data. Um, the DriveSim software that runs on the simulator is 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 a, a very complex and and physically accurate uh, simulation uh, system that that uh, leverages uh, our technologies uh, uh, in terms of uh, uh, GPU or let's say uh, NVIDIA RTX for for ray tracing for generating uh, lidar and, and radar uh, point clouds. Uh, we leverage our Omniverse uh, technology to 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 create kind of like a, a metaverse of all the, the, the sensors. And um, yeah, that's that's essentially uh, uh, an introduction of, of uh, the technologies that we use at NVIDIA. Thanks, Andre, for that uh, intro to uh, AV simulation systems. Let's dig a little deeper into infrastructure requirements. I know you did mention servers and embedded systems um, and NVIDIA RTX and Omniverse. Can you tell us a little more about the, for example, the drive constellation infrastructure requirements? Sure. So, so uh, constellation requirements has, has, you know, many many requirements, obviously. But uh, one, some of the key ones are are compute power, obviously. So, generating a a uh, an environment and simulating a vehicle uh, requires uh, quite a bit of, of compute, and we leverage uh, uh, GPUs to do this. Um, the reason specifically that we need a lot of compute is is uh, for running DriveSim, which you know now that it's powered by Omniverse has a lot more capabilities of generating large uh, se- uh, uh, sets of sensors and uh, very very detailed environments. Um, uh, another another. 
key requirement is is the networking uh, aspect of this, uh, obviously. So um, simulating all of the data uh, is, is one thing, but we have to be able to transfer all of that data uh, one to the to the the computer itself, the car computer itself, uh, and also offload all of this uh, recorded data that we're recording from the simulation off to uh, uh, data storage and uh, data center infrastructure. Now, maybe one thing I can add to that is that uh, generally most of these simulation systems start off as a single system. Now, as, as we kind of mentioned uh, a few times already, is um, we are seeing the need for much more compute going forward, uh, especially with larger simulation environments and more complex systems. So this leads us to, to start investigating uh, the use of distributed systems uh, for running simulations. That's great, Andre. And just to clarify, when you talk about a single system versus a distributed system, you're essentially talking about a single server that's standalone and can connect anywhere versus multiple servers that have distributed workloads across them. Is that accurate? That's correct. Yes. Awesome. So distributed systems like that pose an inherent challenge compared to single systems as, you know, a distributed system would require network connectivity to allow each of the nodes to communicate with each other. Um, what are the challenges that come along from moving from a single system to a distributed system in your personal expertise specific to these, you know, high compute workloads? Well, one of the main challenges is, is network connectivity, right, between uh, all the, the different servers uh, that create this distributed system, um, mainly because there is uh, requirements for very high data bandwidth, uh, you know, simulating a, a world environment um, uh, with multiple uh, uh, camera stream uh, image streams from the cameras, radar, lidar point clouds is, is uh, very high bandwidth. So that's one aspect of it. Um, another aspect of it is is the latency between all the different servers and and the car computer has to be very low latency. Uh, plus, in addition, there's time synchronization. Everything has to be synchronized between all the servers. Um, in addition. Uh, your whole software infrastructure has to be designed in such, the, in such a way that a simulation uh, and the platform uh, management has, uh, has to be architectured in such a way that it can run uh, on multiple servers rather than on one, one single system. Yeah, time synchronization is an important component in any distributed system. I'm curious about are there any uh, specific time synchronization um, requirements in AV systems or AV simulation systems? Sure. So um, time synchronization is important in, in simulation, especially in the case of a hardware in loop system, as, as it's known in the industry as a hill system, where, where the actual vehicle hardware uh, let's say the car computer is is run uh, attached to the simulator uh, running in real time. Now, in the case that because it's running in real time, um, the 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 AV simulation has to be running also in real time to be able to uh, uh, generate this data, send it to the car computer, um, uh, all in in a synchronized fashion. So uh, when we're when we're dealing with uh, um, uh, uh, a car computer and 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 simulators running uh, synchronized. We need something that's very very precise, and this is where uh, we need PTP, uh, which is precise uh, time synchronization, um, to be able to synchronize between all of these uh, different systems. 
that's awesome, Andre. And one of the other topics that you brought up um, when you were talking about the network connectivity challenges of a distributed system was also that you needed an application orchestrator that can actually be aware that you're just deploying onto a distributed load, right? In your experience for these compute workloads, what are the common application orchestrators or application control mechanisms that you folks use uh, to make sure that the app uh, that the you know the workloads are successfully deployed across a distributed compute and gpu enabled uh, end system so one of the uh you know the typical systems that that is used is obviously kubernetes uh this is one way to be able to distribute uh different loads but even on top of that there needs to be a certain uh uh um, let's say specific application that allows orchestration of the applications themselves. So it's not just about deploying the right containers on the right systems, but making sure that they're all operating within the same, uh, let's say, execution state uh, in between all the different servers. So we write our own set of uh, uh, orchestration, let's say, application or service uh, that enable running uh, uh, the AV stack, uh, the simulation system, uh, the network and hardware configuration, all all in concert for for uh, every different scenario that is run on the simulation system. So this is great, Andre. Um, this is like any other distributed system. Uh, the applications are AV stacks and AV simulation applications, which output lots of sensor data or sensor stream data streamed to shared storage. And I'm guessing all the um, other things like uh, the pipelines, ML pipelines and ML uh, stuff that are applications that are used to process this data are built into such uh, systems, like you mentioned. Yes, that's right. So from the storage perspective, um, one thing that's quite interesting is uh, when when a, a real-time simulation is running with super high bandwidth uh, data, we can't just rely uh, ultimately on on data center storage uh, due to due to the bandwidth, right? So in in some cases we have to add in a temporary, let's say, local storage within the uh, hardware in the loop system, um, such that it can record all of this high bandwidth data from the simulation from the AV stack, so all the sensor streams. Um, so that can consume you know terabytes of data uh, throughout a simulation, which is then uh, uh, at a later point after the simulation uploaded to central storage within the data center. Andre, thanks for that answer. As a last question, one thing I like asking our guests is to predict the future. Um, what do you see as the future for virtual drive simulations here? That's a good question. So with with advances uh, in in technology, um, we we can now create you know simulations that are were were very difficult, if not impossible, to do just some years ago. So that that trend will obviously continue. Um, but not only with simulation for for driving, uh, there's a lot of other fields that will benefit from simulation, such as, uh, for example, robotics. There's been lots of advances in robotic simulation uh, in the past years. Um, so once we can tie in multiple domains um, within simulation environments, we can, uh, you know, in effect, create kind of like a, a simulation of things, a whole whole universe of, of simulation for multiple applications. That's really interesting. Uh, it almost makes you think that at some point we're just going to end up living in the matrix, right? And, uh, you know, as those philosophers state, maybe we're all living in a simulation right now and we just don't know about it. 
So Andre, thank you so much for joining us on Kernel of Truth here. Uh, it was wonderful to have you as a guest. Yeah, thanks a lot, Andre. Thanks, and Rupa. Thanks, Rama. And thanks for listening to Kernel of Truth. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already, so you're notified when the next episode is released.